The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com, is heard on the We Be Geeks Collective and on Sci-Fi.Radio. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cletus Jacobs. And we're inviting you to join us as we dwell into the dawn of the DC. We'll be reviewing new titles such as The Unstoppable Doom Patrol, Shazam, Green Lantern, Titans, Justice Society of America, and more. We'll also be reviewing DC Television's final season of The Flash, Titans, and Doom Patrol. Join us every week on the Earth Station DCU Podcast, part of the ESO Network. We're the Con Guys, and this is the Con Guy Show, coming to you straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California. And this is Jim with theconguy.com. She's been here with theconguy.com. Katie here, aka the Con Girl. Zordon did not want five teenagers with attitude. My name is Derek Sam. I'm Danae Sams, and that's my brother. We are your home for news, opinions, and interviews from the world of Comic-Cons and fandoms, your ultimate insiders for all things And we're awake. And we're exhausted. What? We're San resilient. San Diego. <laughs> What's that? I said we're resilient. We're resilient, yeah. folks. We are dedicated to our craft. <laughs> hey, the studios did not come. The writers did not show up. And the actors, for the most part, they stayed away. Pop culture watchers and pundits, were pre- they were predicting a Comic-Con apocalypse. They said fans would revolt. Attendance would drop off. Hotels would be canceled. They predicted this would be the Comic-Con that never was. We're going to talk about that. My name is Jim. I am one of your hosts here on the Con Guy Show, the uh, which is the official podcast and show of theconguy.com, which Ben did such a great job of talking to 1,100 people about on Thursday night last week. But we'll get to that in just a second. Cheeseman, who else we got here? Cheeseman. Cheeseman here on the couch, as usual, here in my living room. Screenwriter and a host of the Con Guy as well. Mm-hmm. Survivor of Comic-Con, if that's a thing. <laughs> And Luke, you have a special guest with us today. Who is that? My buddy Isaac from Ohio. Even though we didn't meet in Ohio, we both grew up in Ohio. He's in, in Columbia now, but an uh, old buddy of mine. Not uh, South Carolina, a- though. Not South Med- Carolina. Medellin, Columbia. <laughs> I- Isaac, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do in the industry. Cool. Well, uh, thanks. I So I have a studio called animation studio called Monster Truck Ninja. We do 2D, 3D animation. And uh, we're developing a digital collectible company called Bacano Go that uh, is like a 3D animated collectibles and skins and kind of in the web two to web three space. So that's that. <laughs> I know exactly what web two to web three space means. But for those who don't know, Isaac, could you please explain what that is? Sure. By the way, he's talking well, about me because I am clueless about what that means. Well, so basically it's uh digital collectibles kind of getting into like being able to own digital art 
So whether it could use different uh, cryptocurrency, blockchain, sort of sometimes a dirty word, people think of NFTs, but uh, NFTs is the technology that allows us to expand uh, collectibles and expand uh, the things that we love uh, and own digital assets. So the more now we could never own digital assets, but now we really can. And by owning that, we can uh, do things like brand partnerships and people are going to use it for tickets to you know, prove that they bought their ticket. Um, they're going to then be able to have that art, buy, sell, trade it. Um, you know, when I moved to Columbia, I couldn't bring my 3000 plus uh, comic books with me. But if I had them all digitized and I had them in my digital wallet, I could have, you know, take them with me wherever I go. So uh, I think that, you know, a lot of people were used to the physical collectibles. There's the fidgetal, which is physical and digital. And then they're going to there's the fully digital. So we're developing in that space to help uh, bring people uh, the ability to bring their fandoms into their digital wallets and follow them where they go. You asked, Ben. You asked. Yeah. You asked. <laughs> but most importantly, it's the second Comic-Con. That's right. Yes. Hey, Katie, That's Katie's having, a, I think, a slow connection tonight. Katie, are you there? Uh, she said uh, she just texted the group. She said her laptop shut off. Oh, if she can jump back on, we will add her back in. But that oh, good old buddy Ben. Hey, everybody. Sorry, I was looking at the <laughs> chat. Katie's trying to jump back in. Uh, let me see if I can find. I'll I think find her. Maybe, maybe not. She might. She may or may not join us again. Um, okay. But hey, everyone, it's me, old buddy Ben, Ben Cleaver, uh, one of the hosts of the Con Guy uh, Happy Hour and the Con Guy Podcast and uh, the Con Guy After Dark. Just kidding. We don't have that show yet. Um, what do you think this is? This, of course, the After Dark. I am. Uh, I'm exhausted. You know, we're two days out now from coming back from Comic-Con, and now I'm packing to go on another trip. So I get two days, and then I'm leaving again. So I've been getting stuff taken care of all day and uh, packing and all that good stuff. So uh, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to gear up to be stoked for this show. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm also really excited because we're going to be telling all of you who maybe... We saw you at San Diego Comic-Con. Maybe you weren't able to make it to San Diego Comic-Con. And so maybe uh, you'll get to see, get a little taste of what the experience was like here tonight on our show, which is yep. recapping a really fun and cool weekend as San Diego Comic-Con always is. Um, so Ben is answering the question. Okay, what's the, the title of our show? Did San Diego Comic-Con survive the Hollywood strikes. Ben, the answer is? Um, yes and no, but mostly yes. <laughs> For the most part. Um, there, so before you go on, let's just say hello to people real quick, because Ben, there's somebody that wants, you know, it's kind of a tradition. Let's go! <laughs> also, Andy. Andy, we didn't see you. Were you down in San Diego? I was looking for you. I didn't know if you were down there or not. General Gilman. You couldn't make it Welcome to the Kind Guy General. Show. You have a General Gilman watching your podcast. Let's have some fun. We always do. Fanversation said, woohoo. I think Carrie Lane might be part of Fanversation, if I'm not mistaken. Am I wrong, Carrie, or am I off? Well, they're spelled exactly the same, also, so that's irrefutable um, evidence. And Carrie also, sent some photos, Luke. 
if to us if we want to grab those and see if we could share those. Yes, I Katie. Put a couple on there. I was gonna say um when I was on the train yep. back because I took the train back to Los Angeles this year, uh, which I'd done before, but it was a little bit different than the last time I did. Uh, but when I was waiting to get off at my station uh, here back in LA, this one lady saw my badge still around my neck and she was like, oh, were you at Comic-Con? And I told her, yes. And she, I was like, have you been? She's like, yeah. And I was talking to her a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, like we have a panel. Um, I got my badge through our podcast. And she's like, oh, what's your podcast? And I said, the con guy. And I think she said, like, her boyfriend or someone, like, watches our show or has her, mm-hmm. has oh, listened nice. to our show. So hmm. she was like, it's actually on my watch list. So that was a cool story that I wanted to share with you guys uh, that apparently there are people just in the wild who know us. So if whoever it was who might be watching right now, I did not get your name. But welcome. <laughs> if anybody we talked to and met this weekend is here, welcome. It was really nice to meet a few people, I think, that had said that they listened to our show. So very cool. Very cool. And I of course, of course, Lily. It's always a pleasure, Lily, to meet you. <laughs> Lily was dressed as Princess Leia at our fantastic 30th anniversary of the Power Rangers show. And Lily, you took pictures on your phone of us. I didn't get a I don't think I got a copy of that. Maybe I did. If I did not, can you please send them? me a picture if you can send it during the show we'll show it on the show all right guys we are going to talk about san diego comic-con yes it was a different kind of con the studios pulled out um ben so eloquently at the beginning of our panel on thursday night explained kind of the situation that we were all in um ben would you mind giving us a brief explanation of why the this comic-con was different we've talked about it at length but just to refresh anybody who may not have heard our past episodes yeah yeah absolutely well um so here at the con guy obviously uh as it says in our opening we are involved in the entertainment industry all of us are involved in some aspect and uh we're writers actors um wardrobe designers etc etc and uh i myself am a member of sag aftra and as you may or may not have heard in the news and uh, other sources, uh, <laughs> the uh, Screen Actors Guild slash uh, Amer- American Federation of Television Radio Artists. I hope I got that yeah. right. I'm tired. Anyway, as well as the Writers <laughs> Guild of America, um, the WGA are on strike against the uh, AMPTP, uh, the... Uh... Anyway. Lots the, of yeah, the uh, there's all kinds of letters. Uh, the um, basically the the film studios, the television studios, uh, and executives, um, um, and I am so sorry. I'm spacing no, no, out. No, 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 I'm going looking on. at your room while you're talking. Ben's got it. Ben's got it. Ben's got it. Yeah, I got it. Reboot. Here we go. Uh, so the uh, SAG-AFTRA and WGA are both on strike against the studios right now because of a b- plethora of reasons, uh, not the least of which are residual payments in the age of streaming, as well as the use of AI, uh, which has been floated out there to, in some ways, replace writers and actors in the film production industry. Um, so Thus, that's the uh, cover of our show tonight. It's a machine. So, so I just want everybody as, to get it. It's a machine, mm, which was actually at San Diego Comic-Con out at Petco Park. So anyways, that's, I thought we I were being clever. There. I <laughs> see what you did there. 
Um, but anyways, so as a result, uh, many uh, who were supposed to be special guests promoting their current or upcoming projects uh, pulled out of Comic-Con. Uh, this includes a lot of writers, actors, and other people in the entertainment industry that are supporting uh, the strike efforts. So what does that mean for San Diego Comic-Con? Well, it means none of the giant Hall H panels that you're used to. No Marvel reveals, no DC, no Warner Brothers, no Sony, no Disney, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, specifically with regards to big film and TV releases uh, and the actors and writers uh, tied to those. So we didn't see that this year. And we thought, oh my goodness, what is that going to do to Comic-Con? And the sky is I falling. Exactly. And so many were chicken littling all over the place. Uh, and so... <laughs> you know, what, what are you going to do if you are a badge holder for San Diego Comic-Con? And this is what I think happened. This is my theory. You get a badge at San Diego Comic-Con, one of the hardest large scale events to get into <laughs> on the planet, I think, you know, oh, yeah. uh, at least up there somewhere. What are you, you know, all of a sudden now there's not going to be a, you know, Spider-Man panel with the actors from the movie or whatever they were planning on doing. This is just a random example. What are you going to do? Not go? Like, wait, mm -hmm. you, you know, you already got the badge. Are you just going to be like, nah, and toss it in the trash pail? No, I think uh, the majority of people who had badges were like, well, I got it. I'm still going to go. And maybe some of those people who spend year after year waiting in line at Hall H and not experiencing any of the rest of the offsite activations or activities mm -hmm. or the uh, uh, maybe some of the other panels that are more comic specific or non TV and film production specific. Um, you know, maybe those folks still came and they got to experience something new that they hadn't yep. experienced at San Diego Comic-Con or at least hadn't in a while. So it uh, was packed. It almost it seemed more packed, packed than it, usual. Let's okay well, from the well, Hollywood Reporter. That I just more packed than usual. Yeah, I'm gonna read uh, a little bit, a little section from today's Hollywood or yesterday's Hollywood Reporter, and then we're gonna throw it back to you guys. We're gonna talk panels that we loved. There's one in particular I want to talk about. Panels we loved, um, offsites we enjoyed, the floor, anything about the floor, and then anything else. So we are gonna keep this uh, fairly well. I'm not going to promise anything, but we're going to try yeah. to keep it constrained. We're, this is from the Hollywood keep Reporter. Within an hour, right? Yes. Here's from the yes, because Katie is about to go see Barbie for a second time. So, all right, yeah. we have this is what the Hollywood Reporter had to say about this weekend's this last week's Comic Con. It said, <clears throat> "Everybody, pro, it said everybody said it was going to be an apocalypse, but the Hollywood Reporter says about a hundred and 50,000 attendees still did indeed show up. There were no mass hotel cancellations or mass refunds issued for badges, which were purchased months ago. And an interesting thing happened on the way to Comic-Con Apocalypse. There was a renewed focus on comics and other graphic arts, even as Hollywood showed up in a diminished capacity. By all accounts, the floor had the most foot traffic in years, and retailers, artists, and creators benefited with increased sales and visibility. Tony Kim had the biggest single-day sale of his career on Thursday of Here Within and the biggest four-day sale that his company has ever had. Wow. The Hollywood That's Reporter awesome. said sales were up significantly for Funko, 
which doubled its footprint from last year. It was twice as big wow. as it was last year, as well as for Dark Horse, Image, and Lego. DC selling exclusives for the first time. I didn't realize that. Enjoyed constant lines. And then people outside saw big stuff. There were roughly 30 building wraps outside, the most downtown San Diego has ever seen. And the list goes on and on and on. Guys, San Diego Comic-Con this year was a huge success. And Carrie said this, Project yeah. K, the first Indian film to have a panel in Hall H. Mm -hmm. It was an awesome panel. And Carrie's yeah, really, she's really good at covering the Indian film scene. So that was, that was really cool. Which All was right. moderated and, by our friend Koi. Oh, yeah. Koi moderated the Project K panel? Did yeah, I not. think so. I think he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he ran into him later. He was talking and that's about not the panel, but panels. still. <laughs> yeah, it's not the panel. It's, it's the after panel party, but you know. They're drinking right. orange sure juice in that picture, that Jim's mom. Yes, always. Yeah. Before we go any further, we are. It's apple okay. juice. By the way, Carrie, if you want to hop on any, I know you got your own podcast, but if you want to hop on any time tonight, just let us know and uh, we would love to have you jump in. But I'm going to throw it over to you guys and ask you. Panel wise, panel wise, what you guys see? Anything that kind of stood out, Mister Pinky Finger? Really quickly, I do want to make a note that uh, the actors and writers that uh, appeared on the um, the Project K panel in Hall H are not scabs. They are not. Um, if if they are part of SAG, um, they are. This movie was not made in conjunction with the AMPTP, right? So this was not a struck project so it could still be promoted just mm -hmm. fyi and also also i want to clarify that it sounds like we're we are not in any way diminishing diminishing actors and writers being at san diego comic-con we want them back we love them being there we were just we're just that's us <laughs> we are writers and actors and filmmakers so we are there we stand in solidarity we just want people to know that um san diego comic-con is a great big world and it did not have to be the sky did not fall hall h fell I, I, for a big part but not yeah. except for this this film you're talking about here but katie what were you gonna say um i mean just like i know on twitter i was seeing a lot of people say oh like this panel made uh had an an announcement at the beginning saying you know we support the strikes we support the strikes we're standing in solidarity with the actors so like um, we did that with our panel, but so I also saw people on Twitter who were like letting the masses know that everybody at Comic-Con was also still in support of that, that it was in no way um, pushed aside. It was no way forgotten. It was very evident. I mean, there were, there were, I saw strikers outside Comic-Con. I don't know if you guys saw it, um, but I did see some people striking outside of Comic-Con. Um, but mm. I did find that it, it because some people they only get their tidbits of information on online or on Instagram. They don't always know what exactly is going on in real time. Um, so that's why Twitter, even though Twitter's a whole situation, a whole topic X, we could get into, but extra whatever anyway, it is. Yeah, no, I'm still gonna call it Twitter because it's been Twitter for the entire time I've had it. Anyway, um, nobody learned anything from so, the debacle that was New Coke. I'm just saying. So. That's one thing that I think is really nice, a, a good tool in this sense that it did give people the opportunity to kind of hear the things that you don't always hear right away. Um, so, mm -hmm. and it was interesting, but I only, by the way, I only went to one panel, so 
it won't be very much for me to say there but <laughs> <laughs> which panel was that katie i don't know it was, a, it was a kind of big panel though you know guys we and, let's just stop beating around the bush let's <laughs> talk about a great big awesome years in the making panel facilitated by your own panel host extraordinaire mr ben cleaver hashtag bk421 We've been planning this panel for 30 years. 30 <laughs> years since I was nine years old. Since I was much older than that. <laughs> All right. What Jim are we is talking a vampire. About? He's over 600 he years old. Oh, I love it. And Luke, do we have, except for the clip I put on, do we have a clip from the panel? Cheeseman. Uh, did you put one in? I have photos, but I do have clips. Yeah. So the panel we're talking about, of course, the 30th anniversary of the Power Rangers panel. And we were ecstatic, absolutely ecstatic about this. It was just incredible. Ben, I would love to know your thoughts on this panel. And I'm I'm gonna Jim. I first of all I want to correct you. The the name oh. of the panel was the official Power Rangers 30th anniversary oh. celebration. That is not right. Not the 30th anniversary panel or a Power Rangers. It was the official 30th Power Rangers 30th anniversary panel. Dang uh, celebration. Um, now, this was a blast. And this is obviously, this has been building for several years. We, you know, we here at the con guy through just wonderful connections and, and great people who we, we love. Um, Thank you, Lily. The con guy panel was the best. Thank you, Lily. Um, kind of fell into this connection with all these Power Rangers. And we started having them on the show back when we were in the old studio and, uh, you know, pre-pandemic. And then um, we did we. Yeah, we did a couple of live panels yeah. before the pandemic. Yeah. We did uh, WonderCon and we did L.A. Comic-Con. Then mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit, uh, we did WonderCon online when they did yeah. that. And then we were so stoked because we did uh, we did get accepted to do a an online panel for San Diego Comic Con 2020. And we were so excited when that happened. Yeah, and we were blown away because to, the the idea of getting your own you know your organization getting a panel at San Diego Comic Con, the granddaddy <laughs> of them all, is it's a pipe dream, you know, it's, it's incredible. And it's an incredible honor uh, to be selected for that. And um, even though it was online and it was during COVID, we were still, you know, stoked out of our brains. And then uh, when things started opening back up again, um, we did another WonderCon panel. And then lo and behold, last year, our panel got approved for mm -hmm. San Diego Comic-Con. And we were so stoked. We had what, like 10, 11 Rangers on the Ten. panel last year. This and uh, this, this many. And this then, many. Uh, and then again, uh, we did a WonderCon panel this year and got approved for a San Diego Comic-Con panel again. And it just so happened to be the 30th anniversary. Yeah. And there we are. And uh, we originally had a, a handful more Rangers on the panel, but of course, some of them ended up having to drop uh, for understandable reasons related to the strike and, and uh, a couple of other reasons, actually, not specifically the strike. But um, we still had a great panel with the seven Rangers you see uh, before you there. Of course, Christopher King Lee. Oh. 
The picture is over the video game. The picture was over the video. <laughs> yeah. Who's it? Who's producing this thing? Uh oh, Jib just. Okay, that's... there's the picture. There's the picture. Okay. Sorry about Patrick that. I, uh, I loaded a video and it started playing immediately. My bad. <laughs> uh, Luke, can you get rid of the picture, please? Yep. All right. Um, so, so as yeah, Ben we was talking, seven, we had yeah. these seven great rangers, and um, it was really fun. Of course, we couldn't uh, we couldn't really cover anything that's currently in production or or recently released, um, including and we did not mention this at the panel, but including the 30th anniversary uh, film, you know, movie that that dropped on Netflix uh, a few weeks back. Here's that video. You, you can keep talking. Oh, okay. We're doing it on silent. Um, and so, uh, we can talk about it now on, on the air here, um, cause we're not necessarily promoting it, but, um, so we, it was just a blast just to have these Rangers from all these different generations of the show. Most of them, you know, not even within the last decade or so, most of them were from the late nineties and early two thousands, which was such a formative time for the show where it started kind of fizzling out and then had this complete like rebirth that really launched it into becoming a 30 year franchise. Um, so it was really an honor. It was really humbling and it was a blast to be there. And it seemed, you know, the audience was really responsive. Uh, all the people that were there yep. for the panel, um, the panelists were really great. I accidentally let uh, Christopher came and Lee talk for way too long at one point, but it always sounded oh like he was it sounded like he was going to finish his story every 10 seconds and then he would keep going. And I was just yeah. like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> but there but was one other... cool big surprise that happened, Ben. I got it oh, right yeah, here. Absolutely. If you wanna... Let's talk about it. This is awesome. As right per tradition. Now, someone shows sudden, up. all of a sudden, Walter Jones from the original uh, Power Rangers uh, first yeah. and second season, I think. Are we playing the video with, with the sound? This is always so complicated. Um, we can put it on Instagram later or something. Yeah. Well, as is his tradition now, he comes in late to the panel and, uh, go. you know, jokes it's around a little bit. Uh, says hi. Certain things. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know. You know. Anyway. How's that? I'm yeah. Walter's up on stage hugging each of the Power Rangers very quickly. And he did give Ben a big long hug, too. Just in case yes, he did. <laughs> and Walter's not able to stay on. Because Absolutely. No question about it. He explains it right here. Oh, guys, I'm not going to stay the long time. SAG is having a strike, so I wasn't going to come because of the strike. But. We're here for 30 years because we have the most amazing fans, and that's you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. And, and all my people are here in, in San Diego, and I hadn't seen them yet, so what's up, brothers? Well, we gotta hang out later. Well, do you smell beautiful? Oh, do you know? smell beautiful. I can't confirm. I don't think they came up, they wanted me to come up here so you can tell me how I smell. Yes, <laughs> 
And he's so funny and he's so charming and he looks exactly the same he did as he did 30 years ago. Uh, so I need to know what's did he make a deal with the devil? Did he make a deal with the Lord? What what happened? I don't know. But um, he's so fun to be around and we've got to kind of hang out and, and talk to him a little bit outside of our panels. And he's just a great guy. And I, I would love to be able to um, connect with a few other of the original Rangers. But um uh that that's always a great treat having him come in on on the panel and last year he did come in late and then he he got on stage and stayed on the panel till the end yeah. uh, which was great but obviously he explained you know sags on strike so he needed to pull back a little bit yeah um so uh but yeah it was just a blast uh the crowd was great um they had great energy the rangers all had great energy it was so much fun and i think we're going to be playing the panel at a later date are we not jim yep in a couple or of weeks, we're going to play the... No, no, that's not a secret. In a couple of weeks, guys, the entire panel in full, which San Diego Comic-Con themselves uh, recorded it for us, will be available. We're going to be showing that in, in its entirety, which is yeah. going to be cool. Here's one more quick look right before we started backstage. May, there are, oh, no. there are children in the okay, we yeah. won't be for real. You won't be naughty. I don't know, but I can't promise anything on cell. <laughs> 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 I will say, Chris, he's like a loose cannon. Oh, yes, we all know that. Ben's trying to herd the Power Rangers together to get them ready to go up. At the bottom of an escalator, trying to find Dwayne. Oh, wait. So that's it's it's always like a, such an adventure. Like, oh wait, Ben, we is not there right now. But um, it was always it's always like such a, a big deal to get everybody up on stage. And these Power Rangers, they are full of energy. They're from all over the country. Like Dwayne flew in from New Zealand oh, for this. Dwayne yeah. Cameron, and it was just so cool. And um. Oh wait, I, I do have to say hello to somebody if I can. My Rena, hello. We're about to talk about our panel in just a second. So, anyways, so I just want to say to anyone who was there, and Katie, I would love to. And we're gonna move on real quick. It, Katie, I would love to know how, what you thought about the panel because it was just, ah, I, it just. I remember when Katie texted us and sh sent us a picture. We weren't even in the room yet. She goes, "Look, half an hour to go, and look how full the room is. It was eleven hundred people, and it was half full." With 30 minutes to go. That's not a Comic-Con thing. That doesn't happen very often. I, I loved it. So, Katie, what was your thoughts? Um, yeah, it, honestly, you know, I've been to, I went to our panel last year. Last year, I sat in the back and kind of was like, I liked that because I could kind of watch everybody's responses and reactions. This year, I did sit in the front, but I was able to see the full scale of the room. Uh, although last year, a kid did, in the back row, did stand on his chair once Walter Jones showed up. Like, he, like, Hmm. stood on his chair he was so excited to see him but yeah like honestly i'm so proud that we were able to have such a good turnout uh ben absolutely i, I told ben this afterwards in my was my favorite panel we've done even though we had some ex longer stories than planned um it was moderated <laughs> well every the energy was good and we did hear great. some new questions we heard some new responses since it was a new a new team of rangers some of them haven't haven't been there as much before so i think that there was a good variety and honestly you know you did mention this is the 30th so it was at the very end closing with um 
wow, I cannot think of his name right now, guys. I'm totally Jason, <laughs> Jason David Frank. Thank you. I was like, and Luke's gonna, and then, we're gonna end the show with a little towards the end of the show. We're gonna like just kind of go out with some of that, yeah. But you know, that is something that you have to be very careful approaching. And I know when we did our WonderCon panel, it was another thing where we're like, how do we navigate this um, with 30th and everything? So well done. And that was a really sweet moment. I think that there was a lot of heart in that panel because, you know, yeah. you can have a panel that's entertaining. You can have a panel that's funny, but I think it also had heart. It also had meaning and everybody was so gracious. And I think that's one reason why Power Rangers has been able to last so long is because that they're all in this thing for, for the rest of their careers for, for the most part, because they just continue yeah. to power rangers for the rest of the time. So it was good. We had a good group. So fantastic yeah. group. You might have and also to ben, ben got compliments from like people as they were leaving, being like, Great panel, dude, great panel, dude. So <laughs> it was yep. awesome. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why what? Why was anybody paying attention to me? <laughs> <laughs> Luke. I just want to say, yeah, just a couple of things. Um, it just was a really good feeling for us as a group to give something to the fans like this, to put this together, because a lot of work goes into any panel people are doing at Comic-Con. But when you see a room full of people and the cheers of people, that just really kind of warms your heart to just just even being part of, you know, bringing them together, you know, seeing what this does for people, because it really does, you know have an effect on people's lives like uh we've talked to a lot of them and said you know people have struggled with like mental problems or just you know had hard days but they put on the show and it like brightened their day like it brought something kind of to their life and to kind of see all these people in the room and how filled the room was like i don't think any of us were expecting that because we were over one room over in a little smaller one last year like one of the, like the five a's or five b or something and then we got bumped to the big one you know that you know a lot of like big shows and stuff on and I, yeah. we pretty much had a good bit of that filled and it was yep. really cool it was really cool about this one as well was that we got such a big group of people that were on a couple different of the power rangers turbo and um power rangers in space and five of them were together so kind of there was this more of this even more so of the power ranger family aspect to that and see how after all these years they still hang out they're still close and they even talked about that on the panel about them having dinner together and doing all that so that was really cool to kind of just see these group come together and you know just the unity of of this whole series and what that's done for people over 30 years yeah and i would like to take Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Isaac. Yes. Well, like from, from the audiences, one, you could tell that the audience really was impacted just being a part of a part of it. And there's this one of the coolest thing I saw was like a married couple dressed as Power Rangers with a mm. with a baby dressed as a Power Ranger, you know. And, you know, you know, if you've been around for 30 years, it's like you could see the next generation of Power Rangers. Uh, I literally saw the next generation of Power Rangers growing up. So I thought that that was something pretty cool. And and for me personally, when Walter came out, now the impact that I had for me was I know him primarily from how he influenced me as a dancer. Uh, because there was a VHS tape called How to Learn Hip Hop Dancing by the Black Power Ranger. A VHS tape in the 90s. And I learned how to do the cool walk and the stomp. <laughs> and to be able to see my dance instructor in person, that was something special for me. So <laughs> that's awesome. 
I love that. And can we take just one moment? I just really do. I mean, Ben, thank you so much. I want to all just thank you for doing such a great job. Katie, you are one of the best Power Ranger Wranglers. I can imagine Katie would just go running all over that giant convention center because they're not an easy group to say, just show up someplace. They, they take some hurting just because they have so much energy. But Luke Cheeseman, who is the one who really pulled together all the signings and schedules and all these Power Rangers. Cheeseman, you deserve an Oscar for this. But um, since we don't have that, I did. I bought him. Do you have it? Do you have what you got? We presented oh. him with a special gift. If, uh, 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 it's not much, but it's, yes. it's a bottle opener. In the shape of the, uh... <laughs> well, I should just open it. Why not? All right, because why we... not? All right. While you open that, we got to move on because uh, we only have like twenty-four minutes until we lose Katie. So I do want us to. Um, I do have another panel. I do want to mention before we move on. I've got a picture of it right here. Rena was Real just quick. on. Thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what? Oh, can't no. this be the new Ryan dancing, the Walter down. Jones dance video? <laughs> This uh, this might be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's Walter. Oh this God. is awesome. That's I, that I might have been that energy as a kid. Uh, just saying. <laughs> for those of you, for those of you who are listening and not watching, we are watching Walter's dance instruction video from what year? What 1995? Maybe. I think we just need this on probably. the panel the entire time because this is like forty some minutes long. Next time we do a panel, this needs to be the background <laughs> screen. Just needs to be the background. <laughs> yeah. All right, but um, one panel on I want to mention. Yes, one yeah. panel I uh, want to mention real quick. Before oh, what you what you want, Ben? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to apologize for dipping so suddenly a few minutes ago. I heard my wife shriek. And I uh -oh. went to check what was going on, and my dog had brought a bird carcass into the house. And so I had to go dispose of the body. <laughs> Jim had that happen no. before. Did you see who just popped up into our comments? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me look. Let me look. We have a new, some new people who want to say hi. Wait, wait, wait. Flex capacitors, we're about to show what? some clips from you guys throwing the most. What? amazing couple of nights in San Diego. But real quick, before we jump over that, I do want to mention one. That's so cool to have you guys here. Um, I want to mention one panel that I had the privilege of being on. It was the, um, oh, they renamed it. They renamed it. I'm going to have to look it up. It used to be called How to Have a Full-Time Career on a Part-Time Schedule. But this year it was renamed. I've got it right here. It is called Success in Creativity, Making the Best of Your Resources. And it was it was a reimagined panel previously titled, you know, full-time creative on a part-time basis. It's been there for 14 years. Next year is the 15th anniversary of this panel. Oh, wow. And in this panel, yeah, you can learn how to enhance your creative collaborations with practical advice on networking and communications, helping you unlock your creative potential and promoting effective resources. And Rena, she's, um, you can see her, she's second from the right, right there. She's the one who just said hello. Rena owns her own company and she is a dynamo with video production. Um, let me take the picture with video production, composing, sound engineering, 3D, um, AI. She does everything. She does it all. And it's so great to have her on the panel. And it's so great to be a part of this panel. And 
Oh, here we go. She said, um, dang, we are old. <laughs> no, she was cool. She had on her, her, her Jedi, her Jedi cosplay. That's the first time I've seen Rita cosplay. But, um, the thing that was so cool, there was a, a woman who came up to us. We were after, during the panel, we all exchanged, um, business cards and we network and artists meet writers, writers meet composers, letterers. It's, it's really geared a lot towards the creative industry of comic books and and whatnot but then also music and composing and just any kind of artistry and it's such a good panel and a, a woman came up to us and she just made my day she came up afterwards she goes hey jim i want to talk to you she goes last year when you guys were talking you gave me a bit of advice about what to do when you have one hour only one hour a day free time that's it the rest of your day is packed and and I wish I could remember what the advice is we gave to her, but she goes, I want you to know it changed my year and I am back. I have made more money, been more successful and been happier than I've ever been in my life. That's, that's that just makes me so happy when you hear stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> she, she was cosplaying as dark, dark Rena Ray. <laughs> that was cool. Like Rena, so glad to have you on the panel, but if you guys, um, I will be posting some clips from that panel. And I, it's a panel I was really excited about. And one more panel I do, I know we're running right now. We're going to run as fast as we can is this one. I'm, we were in a panel with our, our, one of our co-hosts, his name is um, Thomas Parham from Florida. He was dressed as Ken. He looked ridiculous, but he looked cool. And they were on the <laughs> panel about everyone online criticism of movies. And Chris Gore from Film Threat was on there. And Chris had a really interesting take and i think i captured it right here right here. i'm so, okay what's the name of him right here here we go and chris gore and go first of all i think a lot of movies coming from hollywood lately have been terrible and garbage and which is depressing and things have become, as you pointed out, overly corporatized. Um, and and uh, I think sort of a corporate structure environment is not quite amenable to creativity. But I think it's about balance, right? Not only with the different types of perspectives that you 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 know investigate different points of view. I think it's also uh, important to have what I call a diversified media diet. So I see all the big Hollywood movies, right? I saw Barbie, I saw The Flash, I saw Transformers Rise of the Beast, but I always balance that by seeing a smaller independent film. So I'll see some small indie movie that you've never heard of. There's a movie coming out called Abruptio, which is brilliant. Every character is a puppet, but it's a human-sized human puppet. <laughs> Look up the trailer that. for this movie, Abruptio. Absolutely brilliant. So what I do is, because I think if I only watched Hollywood films, I would be fucking depressed. So oh, sorry. What I do is I'll see Wait. a Hollywood movie and then I'll see something like um, past I lives. What's that? Past lives. Jim didn't screen the video beforehand. So. <laughs> all right, now we're all there's swearing. A, there's a horror movie that's coming out. They've actually been doing screens of broke the seal. My two Australian brothers called Talk to Me. It's absolutely the best horror film I've seen this year. Mm. really clever these two australian kids who were youtubers they were youtube filmmakers who were doing these horror things their channel got shut down because their stuff was so graphic and violent and then they made this movie that got into sundance they're literally these kid brothers that love horror and, and, and the movie talked to me is really good 
I'm just saying balance, I think, is key. You know, for every big Hollywood movie you see that is pretty awful, um, you see a small indie movie. Now, uh, having said that, I'll say this. I don't believe that Hollywood movies have an excuse to fail. That's right. The most money, the biggest stars, marketing department, that everyone in, in their classification, whether it's hair, uh, makeup, wardrobe, uh, props, whatever, like special effects, director okay. photography, everyone at the top of their game. There's no excuse for any Hollywood, every Hollywood movie that's made should be the best movie ever. So, and, and, and he went on for a little bit more, but I don't want to take all of our time, but Chris Gore I is- I was so confused if you were like responding in real time or if that was just you holding the camera. Yep, uh-huh, oh. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like church. It, you know, it, it's like church. I was like, uh-huh, preach it, Chris. Chris scores are very well. No los dos. What, what's that, Ben? I said, por no los dos? Yeah. Why not yeah. both? So any movies we make, we should send to Chris because he needs the balance. And he right. basically said he needs to always watch an indie film after watching... <laughs> By the way, five seconds, real quick. My wife and I watched a horror movie on Shudder called Slashback, and it is an Inuit-based, in Canada, horror film that takes place in a native community uh, of uh, Inuit people, and it's about an alien that's killing people, and it's super creepy and super fun, and it stars (laughs) the children are the heroes of the film, and it's all female, mostly female children, uh, young girls who are the heroes of the film. And it's really fun. Um, and I think they basically used people from the town they filmed it in because they some did. of these people, you can tell they're not actors. But great. By the way, so after the four of us go see Barbie tonight, we need to come back and watch that to balance. Come back no, and watch Luke. Slashback. Cheeseman, you've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. We've interviewed this director of Slashback on the Scare Guy show. So I'm glad you brought that up. Guys, now that Ben brought that up, I'm going to put the link in there. We, we did uh, earlier this year, in Jan- I think in January or maybe December, we interviewed the director of Slashback. And it was, yeah, it was a fun movie. All right. Thank you for saying that. All right. I do want to, because we only have Katie for like five minutes here, guys. So I want to take best chance we can let's talk about after parties let's talk about offsites after parties and then we're going back to the floor but um as far as parties offsites and and, and whatnot activations katie here's i know katie was at one that i was at because uh she kept on saying where are you i'm looking for you and then she never moved where are you i can't find you because as soon as you start to move it gets harder to find people so like you know. Yep. Also, yep. I and had speaking like, of the flux capacitors, yeah, the pl- flux capacitors were at the party. And Luke, yeah. Katie, if you want to talk about it, and Luke, if you can find the video that we have from these parties. Um. Yeah. So I went to the '90s party on thir- Thursday night. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, it was fun. I'd been to one of XLE's parties you know in 2019 and we all know that that one was really epic because i met jared padalecki but this one was i really liked the environment and the vibe it was a really cool setup the decor was great also i got to live like my 90s dream and there was a big fake like um double dare nose photo op and um i always wanted to be on double dare 2000 as a kid so i kind of like lived my dreams by like pretending to reach my hand up the giant nose so, I mean, it was successful. I 
was dressed as Reggie Rocket. It was it was a fun time. I really liked it. And the the Power Rangers were some you know were were some of the guests of the, of the night. Yeah. So it, it went well. Hey Luke, can you uh, can we turn the sound on and hear hear a little bit? Not sure. I think these are the actors with your shorts. And that guy is kind of a big one. Big one. Yeah. 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 I would like to see the manager of the Yeah. I love him. He's hysterical. Yeah, so it's cool. <laughs> Bernie would get some of the people, actors on stage, too, to kind of be part of it. So Yeah. It was a and nice setup, too. One. Go ahead. But no one is as cool oh. as these guys. I got kept pointing back to the Everyone loved the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Like everyone was vibing with that. Yeah, that was like yeah. one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite moments. Stop pointing backwards, dude. <laughs> so much. Fun. That was cool. Whoever that guy was, there's, and Isaac. there's Isaac. <laughs> There was this guy, he kept walking in front of everybody, then he would turn around and point back towards the back. And we're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop pointing! So, <laughs> so they had the Wednesday night party, the Thursday night party, the Friday night party. Wednesday was Ready Player One. It was an 8-bit, like, 80s theme party. The 90s theme party was on Thursday night. And then Friday night was the Monsters Ball. Monsters which Ball. Was and Luke, do we have any pictures from the Malibu Daydream experience, which was the VIP experience underneath all of this, kind of like in the, in the lower levels? I'm not, I don't think I, I do have a picture with me hanging out in the Barbie lounge with uh, Patrick <laughs> David and Christopher Kamen Lee right here. So, yeah, it was a downstairs area, but it was really cool. And they had a whole like wardrobe thing. People were trying on Barbie type clothes and all that. <laughs> all you can eat cotton candy. Yeah. That Patrick was, David awesome. dressed me in like Ken slash Barbie clothes, like that were like all eighties <laughs> looking. <laughs> so, Katie, before we lose you, do you have any other memories of the weekend that you would like to share? Um, or what'd I you mean, buy, Katie? I oh, honestly yeah. only went to one booth when I was leaving and bought a couple keychains. Um, and I bought my friend. I went to my friend's booth again. The Con Rangers. I don't have them to show you guys, but I bought. I think like seven more badges. Uh, the Con Rangers is a company that makes little patches that are Boy Scout like type patches uh, for different achievements you can do at conventions. They've been been buying them for man, I don't know how long now. They always have an exclusive one. This year's exclusive was um, found the new booth because usually they were in small press. This year they were on the actual floor. Uh, and then um, I ended up buying like six badges. They're like $6 each. You can either iron them on or sew them on. I sew them on because they're like stickers. I have like anxiety that I'm going to like not be able to use it again. So I sewed them on. Uh, but they, I bought a bunch of them. And then I ended up going to the hot tub at the hotel on Friday night. Best, oh, best no. idea ever, by the way. Y'all have never done pool time at a convention. But man, <laughs> it will rejuvenate you. Like it will rejuvenate <laughs> you. So I highly recommend. But they had a badge that was prioritized pool time. And I'd never done that. And since I did, I went back the next day. I was like, Hey, Aiden, um, I need to buy this badge because I finally did it. They were like, it's great, right? Like it's it's a great th thing to do. 
So they also do scavenger hunts during the con uh, convention. You go pick it up at their booth. And if you do, you have to do a certain amount of things from each column and you get a little badge that says the year on it. If you finish the scavenger hunt, I've never done it, but that is something they do. So shout out to the con rangers. They're a small business. They had a collab with peanuts, but those badges went fast. They were at the peanuts booth and they went fast. Yes, they started. did. Cause yeah. I went looking you, for them and they you had to also be had to but it was a cool little collab. It's a great collab to do with something called the Con Rangers. Uh, but the only other thing I did, was, aside from walking the floor, is I did go to the Diablo 4 booth, which if you guys have been to Comic-Con, um, Blizzard always has some sort of thing in the back corner of the convention. This year they did, but they had a big booth this year. Usually it's just game demos. Um, but this year they had an experience. It was about a 15-minute wait when I went, which was not bad. I think it's because a lot of people didn't know about it. Waited in line. They took you into a room and they showed, you know, a scene from the from the game. And then after that, they would pull you into a second room that was set up like a church. And there was an actor in there who was um, a minister. And he was basically doing like the whole like the whole bit of like, oh, like calling people out like you can't be on your phone and all these different things. And then the presentation starts. He's doing his, ser his sermon. And then Lilith on the massive screen behind him pops up and basically takes over. And he got killed. They wanted to do more, but like it was still, it was still an interesting experience that you wouldn't really know about unless people told you about it. So I did kind of like the whole, I've done like the little tiny show things the studios do sometimes, like once upon a time did it years ago. But I really liked yep. those little tiny things. And usually the line's really long. It's 15 minutes. Not a little crown, whatever, but I wanted to do the Lego build your own minifig. It was impossible. It was impossible. Uh, I tried, I went online at like 9.45 and it was like, oh, you're number 200 in line. And then like it would go down and then go up again and then down and up again. So like I was like, really? And then by the time I finally got through, it was like, oh, we're all booked up for the day. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's building your own, but Lego, the Lego booth was cool. I don't know if you guys went. Yeah. It was a really cool booth. They had build your own Lego pegs um, in the afternoon. There was, the the, the, there was the Blockbuster Brickbuster yeah. one. Yeah. But they had a the second half of the day, like 12 to the closing was when they had to build your own bricks, which you had to have a reservation for. And then before that, there was like shopping and stuff. You could buy new things. They were also doing giveaways on Twitter all weekend. So that was my con experience. Um, I'm going to head out. Um, that's my social. You guys follow me on any social media, uh, Twitter, TikTok, everything. I can't think right now, but that, that's <laughs> it. Katie, Katie underscore Christine for the people who are listening. Christine with a C. Uh, I am also on the Con Girls. So hopefully we'll plan a Con Girls content soon. Hoping to possibly go to KCON. And if we do, I will talk all about KCON. Uh, Wait, which ben, before you leave, ben, Katie, before, before you leave, though, did you, who was the, the, the K-pop group that caused such a commotion at Comic-Con this year. I had to actually duck into a room and wait out because a mob of people screaming and hollering and the hot and, and Comic-Con could not clear the, the, the walkways. What was going on? They performed at the fandom party, which Ben went to. Uh, oh, NCC, which Ben's going to tell us about in a second. Yeah. Uh, Doja Jong, I think it is. I can't remember exactly uh, the per order in which their names are, but yeah, I uh, have, they have the song Perfume. That is the, they just debuted, this subunit just debuted in the spring, but they are part, a fifth subunit of NCT. 
um, that performed at Comic-Con. And that's a pretty big thing to have like a K-pop artist perform at Comic-Con. Yeah. It's just wild to me. But I am on, um, you know, K-pop con or K-pop Twitter a little bit. So I saw even on my timeline, people being like retweeting it because um, they took a picture outside and were like, we're performing the fandom party. And I think that's pretty cool because it's definitely bringing in a, another pop culture thing that's massive and also bringing in new audiences to it, which K-pop is fun. I, I, I didn't know about it. I didn't really fully dive into it, but for 34 years, but I got to say it's, 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 it's a vibe. So, and I'm sure, I mean, Ben, did you like the show? Um, yeah, I took a little video. I need to send that to you. Um, yeah. they, the energy was great. Like they come on the stage and there's this big group of people that are just like, ah, you know, and mm -hmm. they're up there singing and dancing. And I, I'd never heard this group before, so yeah. I didn't really recognize anything, but I mean, they seem like a really fan? awesome group. What? Wh which party, which party are you speaking about? This was at the fandom party. <laughs> yeah. Tell us all about it. Um, I mean, it was great. It was uh, up on kind of a rooftop area at the the Hard Rock Hotel. Um, it was, I don't know, it was packed. It was fun. There were all kinds of people there. Apparently, there was a pinball machine that I missed. Um, you know, there was an open bar. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I mean, just tons and tons of people. Um, some that you recognize, some that you don't. And uh, you just wander around and talk to people and rub shoulders and rub elbows and, and, uh, and, you know, wait in line for the bathroom. But no, it was a big, like, it was a big fun party, lots of music, great DJs. Um, and yeah, just a, just like one of these big old parties with tons and tons of people. Like there were literally hundreds of people at this party and. Uh, <laughs> but super exclusive too. But super exclusive too. Yeah, you had to. It was, you, yeah, it is a very exclusive party. We're all and, again, like, and and like for the people who are K-pop fans who might be listening or come across this, like going to like a small, even though it's a big party, it's still a small venue in which to see an artist. To mm -hmm. be able to see like a K-pop artist or any any artist in a small venue like that is is a really fun experience that you won't ever forget. Oh so, yeah, it, it was a blast. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. with that said, y'all. I'm going to head out. You guys all have see a good Katie. night. If you guys yeah. haven't seen Barbie, though, you should see it. It's great. I cannot wait to hear we're, what everybody we're else We're all going to see it tonight, nice. Katie. We're yeah. going to see it right after you. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, right. right. Katie. The cotton girl. All right. All right. So, guys, we are, we are going to power. Now it's the real con guys. Yeah, now we're Just down kidding. to the testosterone part of the show. <laughs> we are going to speed through. <laughs> we're going to speed through this part of the show because – um, we're we're losing time here. Anyways, uh, Ben, do you have any other after parties, off sites, or things that you experienced that you want to to share about? about? Um, let me see. That was let's see. Wednesday night, I popped by. Oh, I can't remember the name of the party. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was much smaller though. Um, yeah, and that was a lot of people networking in the comics industry and and uh, other other areas of entertainment um thursday night was the fandom party friday night was the ign party which i was able to pop up to for a little bit oh wow um that one did have a general admission entrance and it was free um my i thought that was like an invite only thing and my wife went because of her work 
and then she texted me after she got there and she's like, um, there's a GA entrance and apparently the line isn't that long. Um, I did end up waiting about a half an hour, uh, but a lot of people left because there was a big vent right over where the line was outside and it was blowing what smelled like hamburger air, uh, very, very <laughs> warm hamburger air down onto the sidewalk. Yeah, and all these people wonderful. that like thought they were super cool and you know, they, they looked like they thought they were something. They were like, Oh my gosh, what is all this hamburger air? And uh, I just stood there and I'm like, but it's a dry heat. Um, and <laughs> so some of them like dipped and just left and went somewhere else. And uh, it, this was in the same location as the fandom party uh, on the, at the kind of rooftop area. It, it wasn't like the rooftop rooftop, like 20 stories up. It was like a, a third story up rooftop area. Uh, at the Hard Rock Hotel, and again, it was uh, it was a blast. A lot of people uh, rubbing elbows and uh, networking, and uh, a lot of people in entertainment, comics, um, various uh, publishing and special effects, and all that kind of stuff. And again, it's like I don't like what was great about the party. I'm like, well, it was a party. A bunch of people were there. Everybody was happy, and they were talking to people they'd never met before. Like that's what a party is to me. Like. Um, yep you know, music, drinks, meeting people, and uh, just enjoying the atmosphere. And, you know, both of those parties that I, I dropped into had all of that. And uh, so that's, th but that's what makes a great party a great party, you know? That's right. And Cheeseman, do you have any, before we, because I, we, we did, we were able to go to a really cool party and I am actually uploading the pictures right now. Did you have any pictures from the bad idea party cheese? Uh, yeah, just just this one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And I got a couple more. Plus, uh, Patrick David, uh, the Psycho Red Ranger, met us over there as well. Yeah, and he grabbed I'm a meatball a out of my hand as I was eating it, and then ate my meatball, and then I had to go <laughs> find another meatball. He he is How a fun guy. He's a, he really yeah. is a psycho ranger. He is, yeah, he is. He, he but the folks at Bad Idea, they're a publishing company. They, they had a lot of uh, their comic book publishing company. And they had some beautiful panels from comic books up. But they had a party over. It's called the Bali High Restaurant. You see this San Diego skyline beautiful behind location. them out there on the bay. The convention center is directly across the bay from us there. Um let me see. This is the, the outdoor setting. And it, too, was kind of, sort of an open bar. I mean, it was like two or three tickets you got. And then they had yeah, they got and whatnot. Yeah, you two tickets. They had some ready to go, more like in punch bowls, some a few different drinks. And then they had a bar that you could wait in line for and use the ticket for either thing. And then they had hors d'oeuvres going around where they had, you know, like the meat on a stick kind of things, the meatballs. And then they had, you know, mm -hmm. some other things as well. But yeah, it was cool IGN was sweet. I want to mention two just two more real quick offsites. One was the what not the what not uh, offsite, which was the very loud DJ infused um offsite, which was directly across from like Hall D of San Diego Comic Con across the train tracks. You go over there, and it whatnot is kind of like um the home shopping network for comic stuff now. And you, you went into this place, they had all these booths set up where people were streaming and selling stuff. They had a bar upstairs and I, me and Greg, we walked upstairs, we sat down and we looked around, we got a drink and there's Rob Liefeld just sitting there streaming right there behind us. And it was really cool. So that was a very cool offsite 
right next door though and where's lily lily uh, yes lily peanuts the peanuts the camp snoopy offsite i do have the, the shirt i actually got on the convention floor but i did go over to the camp snoopy offsite i think i went a little late because they did have a lot of stuff to buy i didn't go until sunday stupid gym stupid gym because i love 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 it but uh once i got in there half the stuff was gone but i i i posted a real cool picture like i say my snoopy and peanuts that's my jam i love those guys all right luke why don't you super fast let me see we have a comment here let's get ready okay luke if you can super fast and this is speed round take us through the pictures you got and it'll just kind of all right Okay. Uh, here's some just pictures quickly through the floor. Uh, some of the Animaniacs people were there. They did probably some of those voiceover panels, but this was a big group shot after on the floor. So a lot of times, you know, people do signings after. So I'm pr mm -hmm. pretty sure he had a booth several days I saw. Yep. And then our buddy, David Boer. That's inside whatnot, right? No, it wasn't. That's, That's on that? the floor. Go. Keep yeah, going. Bad. Uh, yeah, David Boer is on the floor doing his comic stuff. Uh, there's another one where we went to a special pop-up where he was doing little Canto statues. He was showing us those on a show. Which Make the picture go away. Right here. Look at that. A yes. nice cover one. Jim I got one too. We did some special Canto memorabilia. These things are awesome. All right. Those are I so think cool. he even said he bought some of them up himself, which is funny. <laughs> Sell them online later. Sell them online for later. And he actually signed Great the bottom scarcity. Part. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he's been confused 30th anniversary thing and i ended up doing an interview talking about that movie that was over at the petco interactive zone yeah in the petco interactive zone and then the interview with the vampire thing was one of the coolest things uh they did this whole we got to be part of kind of the press thing go in and they had like an open bar they had some these really good kind of like donut type things that were really good and then they just had actors that were performing and really good in character and they were like handing out there's actually four different posters that they gave out these are the only ones they had left by the time i was grabbing them but this was an really off-site that was across the street from the convention center at um where they usually have like the walking dead and, and whatnot yeah and that's just real quick as we're talking about it this is just kind of the vibe they created this whole kind of like new orleans type thing where you're like almost part of the show and everything but the performers were really good actually Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing, yeah. And Luke got her number. <laughs> of course. She was in character. Well, thank you for she didn't have phones back in the day with this character. Lots of great oh, and like the They had beignets and food and yeah. drink and jazz singing and dancing. It was the whole yeah, New Orleans street. It was really cool. All right. Yep, cool. Very cool. See All if right. there's anything else. And, of course, they're celebrating 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. And did a lot of cool, like, toy stuff there. A lot of good cosplays and group cosplays right here. We got Magatu. Uh, Magatu. It's pretty awesome. All right. Keep going. We should all shag on the floor. I mean, it's always shag good seeing him at Palm Springs or other What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can go ahead. What were you trying to say? No, I just said the famous uh, mid-century modern artist who's who specializes in tiki. 
Yeah, and he had some special like Star Wars themed stuff there that was really cool. And I bought one of his uh, Joker things, and they're very affordable for a shag piece because shag, you know, he's a popular artist and stuff. But you get these little like head type things you can hang on your wall for signed for only a hundred bucks, and they ended up selling out at the show, which was pretty cool. And I will say this at the party, one of my highlights that me and Isaac did is we played the old school Turtles. Yes. arcade game and we had unlimited lives and we played all the way to the end and beat the game so and then no I had to pay even pay even a it's quarter <laughs> yeah it was like finally i remember playing that as a kid and it was the hardest game like because you know like you got incrementally you're like more difficult and like I, I don't know how many quarters i just threw at that game yeah but like but then they like be at the party and then like have the unlimited lives and then luke and i yeah. just like beat it and i was like finally finally shredder <laughs> it's like we 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 face off so yeah. that was a cool that was a cool experience for sure yeah and speaking of turtles real quick they had a lot of stuff going on there at comic-con and they had a special pop-up where they had uh they were handing out free pizza did that pop up on screen no yeah. we did not see oh there it is we see it okay and also um i just want to say uh um, I think we have Ben for a limited amount of time as tonight as well. So Ben, just let us know when it is your time to check out, and you will and you give your grand exit, and then because we're going to show a couple of videos that might be a little bit more lengthy than than you're going to be able to stay. All right, and keep here's going. the only cosplay I did, which was uh, Snake from Escape from New York. That's at a party. There's Carrie Lane, and here's another one. And somehow Greg looks super skinny because of the shadows. <laughs> this, photo. <laughs> this is us at the Thompson nightclub. You can see Carrie and her friend over on Fanver Fanversation, another podcast, which is a, a sister podcast of ours. Anything else, Cheese? Uh, yeah, just again, as the Tiki Freaks, which is our other website, we did a lot of Tiki things. So pop, there's a lot of Tiki kind of in the San Diego area. So this is us. At False Idol, and again, this was, was us when we went to so that. Thank you, Jim. To that other event. Oh, cool! And then our friend There's Nathan friend came Nathan. by outside of False Idol. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. And I think that's about. Oh wait, I did want to say this real quick. Right after our panel. There's Ben gently holding me and our friend David Hancock. I'm sorry, Daniel Hancock from Terminus yep. Media. He was there promoting the book Dominion, a brand new comic book out, which tells the Old Testament story of the fall of the house of Saul. But from the perspective, it's an outer space adventure. And uh, instead of people, they have lions. It's very cool. Very cool. And I think that's oh, all man. we have here. That's all the pictures that Luke has. So, Ben, we are going to end with a couple of videos just kind of walking across the floor. And then one last one with uh, the Power Rangers talking about Jason. But would you like to go ahead and give your farewell at this point? Yeah. Or show us what you got. Beg pardon? <laughs> or show us what you got. Did you get anything cool? Oh, yeah. Shoot. What did I get? Oh, yeah. Real quick. I did get a few things. Hold on. Okay. So, um, I'd been looking for a vintage, um, I, I didn't care, I just wanted to display it, but a vintage Dengar action figure from Empire Strikes Back. He's, oh, wait, one, of the, he's one of the bounty hunters. Uh, I have a little oh, yeah. group of them kind of back here. Uh, I've been missing him, so I picked that up. Just, you know, loose, out of the package, but vintage. Um, I picked up this super rad 
um, Beast Kingdom uh, 1989 Batman uh, figure uh, that, you know, he's got interchangeable faces and hands and weapons and arms and all that kind of stuff. I haven't, I am going to put him on display. I haven't opened him up yet. And then I, would you do it on unboxing? I got to know more. I can do an unboxing video, sure. Yes, yes, yes. When did that come out? Um, I'm not sure actually. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to do a little research. I'll, I'll get it more info about that later then. Yeah, uh, and then I finally I stopped by the NECA booth. Um, I was actually picking up something else for a friend of mine, and then I saw this. The oh, oh my gosh, you got Teenage it. Mutant Ninja Turtles three. What uh, the the <laughs> Shogun. <laughs> Uh, figures from the Turtles in Time movie. It, it's unofficially called Turtles in Time. Um, but yeah, so I've never bought a brand new NECA figure before, so I decided it was time to pull the trigger on that. That's that amazing. That is sweet. That is sweet. Was there a long line for that? No, I walked right up. I was on, uh, it was on Saturday or Sunday. Uh-oh, I did the Jay's same thing. I was supposed to get that for him. Well, no, on Wednesday and Thursday, preview night and Thursday, the NECA line was way too long to get into. But and then even maybe even Friday, but like, like on Saturday, Ben, that's when I went yeah. and I went. I even went up and said, "Are you guys open?" They said, "Yeah," and it, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it was on Saturday that I picked that up. So I just uh, just walked right up and picked it up. Very nice. affordable too. As Any closing as- thoughts? From San Diego Comic-Con 2023 from you. Well, you know, I think this might have been a good... I think it might have been a good thing that the big major studio Hall H panels weren't there because I think it may have exposed a lot more people to uh, not only the off-sites, but especially the uh, convention center floor. Uh, yeah. the and, and other panels, of course, that they may not have uh, otherwise gone to. And... I'm hoping maybe perhaps that uh, exposed a lot of folks to just the joy and the excitement and the fun of walking around on the con floor and seeing what the artists are making. You know, Artists Alley was fantastic this year. Um, And, and, you know, seeing and and getting to know all these smaller companies that are, uh, you know, they're making art and they're making figures and they're doing all this kind of stuff that's really what we're all about. Um, and so, uh, you know, maybe in the future when Hall H comes back, of course, the line will be as long as it's always been. But maybe some of those people will make the decision to pop out a line and go back into the convention center and and pay an artist for their work and 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 get something really awesome in return. So. I'm excited about that. I always love San Diego. It's always sad leaving. I was so tired this year (laughs) at the end of it that I was like, okay, I'm good leaving San Diego this year, but I'm excited already for next year's San Diego Comic-Con and what it's going to bring and what the con guy is going to bring to it. It is. We're excited. Ben, it's always a pleasure. I don't think I got to spend as much time with you this year as I would have liked. It was, you know what? And And it was because there was so much to do and see plus i plus this was holding me up this year but still it, it was a it was a good year and i think you're completely right people discovered comic books and animation and a lot of 
and Klingon lifestyles and things that they may not usually go check out this year. And I think that was a good, good thing. Absolutely. Right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to check out uh, before uh, we show the videos, but uh, really quickly, thank you to everybody who watched the show tonight. Thank you to our broadcast partner, uh, that hashtag show and our sponsor, Neft Vodka, reminding everybody to please drink responsibly. Isaac, it was a pleasure to re-meet you uh, tonight. And uh, that's it for me tonight. Thanks for watching the con guy. And remember, uh, I'm always drinking out of this red cup because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. All right. Good see night. you next time, Ben. All right. All right. See you, buddy. And then Isaac and Cheese, we are going to finish up the, the show. Let's see if we can do this. Ooh, oh, that, yeah, that maybe that's not so. We look nah, like a few stooges. We look <laughs> kind of odd, kind of odd. Yeah, we're not going to spend a lot of time, but I, we did want have a couple of videos we wanted to share here. And um, everybody was kind of. Well, should we do we, what we got real quick? Yeah. Before let's do we it. do that, I want to see what you got, Luke Cheese Man. And yeah. well, Isaac, did you pick anything Isaac up? Go first. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I got a few things, but mostly for others. <laughs> that's cool. So I got I got uh, my producer a bunch of uh, Funko Pokemons. Oh, oh very uh, cool! Can we, wait, wait, wait! Can we see which ones they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Mewtwo, Mewtwo, Pikachu, Pikachu. And, all right. And of course, I gotta get a Charizard. Yep. Cool, cool, Those cool. actually look really good as Funkos. Like the yeah, they really do. Their animation translates very well. Yeah. You know, and like uh, one of the one of the other things that I, I got, which was really cool, uh, you know, because obviously, like my perspective, I'm coming in, uh, you know, kind of into the Web3 NFT space. And I was able to connect with this this group that's doing a it's an NFT project, but it, it's turning into a comic book uh, called Oni Force. And like so we've got these art, this art and it's they're they're building not just an NFT just with a bunch of images, these are characters and they're building a whole universe for, you know, and the writer on that is uh, Paul Jenkins or Perkins or maybe I'm going to make it sure. Like, yeah, Paul Jenkins. Yeah. And he, he wrote uh, like uh, Wolverine origins. So it's really cool. The thing that I saw was that like, I've been kind of in this NFT space and it was awesome to see that there's NFT projects coming in, in various areas. Like one was the comic book with this, uh, I saw Cool Cats, uh, and they're a big uh, NFT project, and they're getting into animation. Uh, and I stopped at their booth, and it was awesome. Uh, and I stopped at the Pudgy Penguins, and they're getting into uh, more of the like digital, uh, like physical toys. So they started off as NFTs, and now they're doing plushies and all these different toys. And then uh, the other really cool thing, just so it's seeing all of them coming in different angles but they're doing it right because they, they started with these the sales and an NFT, like, well, what do you do with them? And these projects are actually building like intellectual property. They're building brands. They're building like stuff that's going to be cartoon shows, like new comics, new media. And so it's cool seeing that like, there's a handful of projects that are doing it right. And they're making their presence known, like, like in the con community, you know, and I think that that mm -hmm. was, that was something really cool. And the other thing that was for me, pretty dope was stopping by the Aspen booth, uh, Aspen comics, you know, with uh, Michael Turner's like was fathom. Uh, yeah. Soul force, I believe. 
and I, I went to their panel and that was, I got like a, a comic and a, like some assigned edition of some stuff, some different images. I'm, I'm holding on to those because uh, the cool thing that was like the news that was sort of like snuck in under, you know, under the radar is that David Mizell, who is the like architect of the Marvel universe, he was the one that helped build the studios. He's now with Aspen comics and creating their universe. He's working on producing oh, wow. that. So they've got plans to do like a whole range of things, you know, and they're building up the Ecos uh, universe. They're kind of saying it's like Marvel meets Avatar. And, you know, it was definitely like a panel that was like for the fans and like, hey, we're just kind of keeping this chill. You know, those of you here, like you're knowing about it now, but this is going to roll out and it's going to be big. And so that was a really cool experience and that they're also, they had um, minted NFTs of Michael Turner's original art and they had turned that and they had been raising funds through that and everything. So that was a really cool to see like my corner of the universe <laughs> and That's how it's cool. inter intersecting yeah. into that. So that was even like, even though it was a more of experience, that was a gift for me to be like, okay, Hey, this new part has its place. Like, you know, in Comic-Con, it has its place in new media, comic books, like products, entertainment, you know, all of that. So that's that was a really exciting thing for me. So I have my, and I have a signed edition from Oni Force and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that was my little like, like yes, that, that, com that community is starting to, to represent. <laughs> yep. All right. Any anything from you, Cheeseman? Wait, wait, Isaac, are you finished uh, with your show? Yeah, tell? yeah, yeah. Oh, and go, I, go. I got my, I, I got my, uh, my, my friend who's taking care of my dog in Medellin some stuff, but it's a secret, so I can't show it. Okay. But it's, all right, it's all right. spoilers for them. <laughs> all right, Luke Cheeseman on the couch. Well, of course, you were mentioning the claw. This is it officially. It's kind of heavy. It's a bottle opener, but it's kind of fun, and I can terrorize kids like Alan Grant did with it. <laughs> <laughs> and again you know, did a kick about... butt part job putting the panel together my friend yeah and we uh this is the david boer thing again the canto which i'm not sure if those are still on sale or not and then i'm always a sucker for anything you know the old spielberg so i got these little card decks of jaws which they did a really good job on the way the cards actually look with the kings and what they're advertising and then then they have the ET one as well. So these were two for 15 or it was $8, I think, eight or nine bucks for single ones. So I ended up buying two. I was tempted to buy more because they did have other movies like Back to the Future and they had Jurassic Park. Um, I've been collecting these NECA figures of Back to the Future. This was a really good sculpt on this Doc Brown. I really like the face on this because. Oh, look I at do him. Have look another at him. One. Awesome. But I'm gonna be opening <laughs> this one, and this is one I'll be keeping and opening. Those are and great expressions on his face. The disembodied yeah. head is amazing. Exactly. <laughs> and then they were throwing these out at the party. Our friend Greg was able to get one of these, which is Roosevelt's, one of my favorite shirt companies that makes really good shirts. Uh, they did some this special shark one. I think this was an old shirt they did for Shark Week like a year or two ago, but. For people uh, who are listening, what is it that you're holding up, Luke? It's uh, basically a, a koozie for 
a can of soda or beer or anything that's in a can. And what's the design? It's, it's shark heads. It's covered with jaws. Shark heads. Yeah. Shark heads. Well, cool. But technically, I don't think you looked out with that because it was just being thrown away, thrown out to the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and then speaking of jaws, um, got this nice poster by this artist. He used to work for, uh, he's done work for DC and Marvel, but he's doing his own individual stuff and he's doing his own comic, the, the Wraith of God blood hunters so he's doing a kickstarter for his next thing here but this artist is really good i like this style i think i might try to check out his graphic novel and other stuff nice uh really cool artist signed it for me and everything it was down to the last couple and on the way i picked this up at target got another <laughs> little marty plush guy so Definitely my mix of the stuff I collect, more of the Back to the Future, Jaws, Jurassic Park, E.T. Got a little bit of each to add to my collection. All right. Very cool. And real quick, I'll show you mine. Um, our friend Jake. I want Jake to know something. Mr. Jake, Jacobus System. I stood in line. I got it. I didn't stand in line too long. NECA booth was open on Saturday night. I got the glow-in-the-dark creature from the Black Lagoon. One for you and one for me. I'm really excited about this. I got a, I guess these are the same kind of glow-in-the-dark things. You hold them up to the light, you get them all charged up, and then they glow-in-the-dark and stand in the corner at night and scare the living out of you. All right. And then um, the shirt... She's been called me from across the convention floor as I, I was hobbling around. And this shirt is a shirt that I saw last year, but it was not in my size at one of the booths. So the shirt, that I, it's a like a Hawaiian style tiki shirt with Charlie Brown, Snoopy and Lucy on it with a lot of flowery stuff. I, I just love the shirt so much. I'm glad she's been. Thank you for finding that. And then real quick, I did bring home quite a few comic books. Here's some. As everybody who watches the show knows, I'm a big fan of Godzilla. Here is the Godzilla. Here come, here there be dragons. It's a brand new comic series. It just launched at San Diego Comic Con, so this is the issue number one. So I guess I'm gonna get all the rest of them. This is something when we went to the um, the the tiki themed party on Saturday night out at Bali High. We met somebody in line. He gave me this this comic book, Musk versus Zuck. It's the the cage max cage match between uh, Elon Musk and um, Zuckerberg from Facebook. That's going to be fun. And I don't know if I've talked about it before, but my two favorite villains in the Marvel and DC universe for Marvel, it is Galactus and in DC, it is Dark Side. And so I got this series of comic books called Hunger. This, one, the, this Hunger is all about Galactus. Galactus. I guess it's all Galactus. But then it uh, there's a dark side versus Galactus, the hunger crossover between DC and Marvel. I could not, 25 bucks, I could not pass this one up. So that's a few of the things I got. And I got a few little small things, but for the most part, that is what I came home with from San Diego Comic Con. Uh, as we close out the show today, we had a really kind of special moment during the, the, our, our 30th anniversary, official 30th anniversary of the Power Rangers celebration. Um, and that you're going to close out with us. Is there any other video, Luke, that we kind of missed that is important to show real quick on the show tonight, or you think we're good? Well, you're asking me to talk about the floor just real quick, I'll say. Yeah, please do. Before that, uh, uh, I was very surprised to see the floor was most crowded on Sunday because, like, 
usually things kind of, you know, are spread out and you think of like Friday or Saturday as the big crowded day for Comic-Con. But, and I kept saving like, oh, I'll do Artist Alley kind of towards the end. Cause I was like slowly, there's floor so, so big, it takes hours to go through. If you're really trying to look at everything. So like, I was like, all right, well, I still haven't seen Artist Alley. And the day I went on Sunday, like I was, it was like so hard to walk. Like it took so much time because it was so crowded, which is awesome. And the floor was just jam packed. And, you know, there's such a mix from toys to like, you know, the studios, to the comics to different, you know, there's still actors there signing. I got to meet like in, in different places. I got to meet uh, Flash Gordon, Sam Jones, the actor that played Flash Gordon. I got to meet Thomas Ian Nicholas, who was in Rookie of the Year, American Pie. And he's on this new project right now. I think it's called like Unscripted or something like that. It was uh, un Underdeveloped is what that was called. He was there promoting as well with Tom Arnold, so I met them. So we're hoping to get some of these people on our podcast, and Charlene's on that show who was on our show as well. Um, oh, you didn't show the picture of Charlene? Under. Yes, Charlene. Let's see. Where's, where's that picture? You got that? Wait, let me. Are you showing it? Oh, I thought you were showing it. I said you got that. Oh, I'll show it. Yep. So right there. Charlene Amoya from our TV show, Sons of Thunder, was there. So she was part of that that show as well. So it was, it was cool to meet all those people. And one other thing I just want to show, actually my favorite thing I bought, I completely forgot because I had to buy it online because it was a Comic-Con collective. Was uh, And this is now sold out online as a Jurassic Park uh, figure of Steven Spielberg himself that Mattel did you know, on set with the director's chair, the camera. And hmm. it comes with the Dilophosaurus, but you can now have this be part of your Jurassic Park setup. And it comes in this little, you know, the film clicker thing. And, you know, the boxing's really cool on it, but it's a really cool toy. I think it's having a hard time loading right now. I bought a couple of them. So oh, there they is. had limited per order, but really cool stuff. So that was one of the things I had to get up at like nine in the morning, which isn't early for most people, but I was able to pull off getting my Steven well, Spielberg. This is so cool. It's a collectible set of action figures of Steven Spielberg directing Jurassic Park. I, I That's so clever. Yeah. Who, and this is from Mattel, you said? Yeah, Not, Mattel. Yeah, Mattel. Mm -hmm. And I really did like the Anna Jones stuff they did too. I'm, I'm hoping to get some of those like, They've done a good job with kind of not quite to a NECA level, but almost there. Yeah. You know, they don't have the changeable heads and all that, but they have a lot of cool Indiana Jones stuff from all the films that came out. Um, cool. And they had a whole displaying all those at Hasbro. So I do want to get my hands on some of the Hasbro Indiana Jones stuff at some point. So San Diego Comic-Con 2023 was just an amazing time. It was full. It was packed. There's more. There's just we, we could go on for days and days and days and weeks talking about it. But we just kind of skimmed across the, the tips of the iceberg here of everything that was at San Diego Comic-Con. And Luke's going to actually kind of end the show with a, a cool moment from our panel. Cool. Did we want to give our tags before we do this? Sure, sure, sure. Isaac, where can people find out more information about your company? Sure. And you, uh, what you're working on. Yeah. Well, uh, at Monster Truck Ninja, it's Instagram. Also, for our digital collectibles, uh, if you want to 
be aware of what's coming on, down the pipeline. Uh, it's at Bacano Go. That's uh, B-A-C-A-N-O-G-O. Uh, Bacano means cool and awesome in Colombian slang. So, uh, yeah, you and then Bacano Go. B-A-C-A-N-O-G-O. Like, like at and dot com. So that's the website also. And it's dot com at the end of that? Yeah, BacanoGo.com. Well, at BacanoGo, at BacanoGo is the handle. And then if you just do BacanoGo.com, that's the website. Okay. A little combo of both. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And Jim, where can people find you? Find me on the con guy, the con guy.com. Find me on the con guy Instagram, the con guy dot D O T C O M Twitter star, whatever they're calling it these days. Or you can find me personally at James D Fry on Instagram. What about you, Cheeseman? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at cheese on couch. And also always the con guy.com. Check out our brother and sister sites we have the tiki freaks we have the con girls we have the con kids hopefully we'll get some stuff going on that again and the scare guy we are about to be kind of launching the scare season so please check halloween out that starts this week guys the, yeah, we're going we're, to midsummer screen this weekend it starts this week so expect a lot of scare guy content coming at you yep and uh we are going to end the show. We Again, we had a great time doing the Power Ranger 30th anniversary panel. So one of the biggest moments that we, we talked about was, you know, going through the loss of Jason David Frank, one of the original Green Ranger, Green and White Ranger. So we had a very special moment on the panel where everybody spoke about him. I don't know if we're going to play the whole thing, but we got a good bit of it. So we're going to end the show with a special tribute to Jason David Frank. And you'll be able to see the full Power Rangers panel in a couple weeks. Uh, You were closely with JDF as a child during your time playing the Blue Turbo Ranger. Are there any stories or great memories that you want to share about working with him? Man, first off, I just want to say rest in peace, Jay. Um, We love you, man. I know you're watching down on all of us. Um, You know, it's just, it's tough because I grew up watching him and he was like my idol. and then I got a chance to work with him. Um, there's plenty of memories, plenty of things, but the one thing that stands out to me right now is him doing this to all of y'all. Because <laughs> every day on set, he would do this to me, and I would get punched in the arm. And I would always try to put my finger in so I could get him back, or however the game goes. And um, I would come home with bruises on my arms, and my dad's like, well, what is all this? What are all these bruises? I was like, Jason's punching me. <laughs> so my dad had to go have a talk with Jason. Jason still did it afterwards, but um, he, uh, I will never forget when we were filming Power Rangers Turbo, the movie, he took me, he was like, yo, I'm taking you in my BMW drop top. Let's go somewhere real quick. And he took me to a movie theater that had Turbo, a Power Rangers movie on like the big pedestal up there in front of everything. And I thought it was so cool. And spending those times with him, I truly miss him. We love you. And, uh, I'll see you one day again, big guy. I would like to open it up. Thanks for listening to The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com. Find us on the Weavy Geeks Collective or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And now on sci-fi.radio, Saturdays at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, both a.m. and p.m. That's 9 o'clock Greenwich. 
It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.